10 rich white murderers being killed one at a time. I really tried to come up with a joke, but I better just end this rhyme. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch 10 Little Indians. Another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. Here we are. It's the two of us. I am your host, one of them, uh, Jamie Lorello. The other end of things is a DP, McCambridge. And we're just, uh, we're here off on a safari of sorts, I guess. We're a bunch of wealthy, I don't know, Europeans. You could say wealthy white people. That's totally fine. Wealthy white people, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Privileged, the privileged class of the 1930s. 30s? That's what I was vibing with myself. But yeah, mm, I think the sure. the giant gramophone or whatever they're using kind of pinned down a time period for me because I don't know. The one guy is dressed like the the general or whatever. That guy's <sighs> dressed like he walked out of World War One. So I was like, okay, so that already happened. But I didn't. I, I couldn't. Nobody else is clearly dressed of the time you know what Mm -hmm. i mean most are just dressed like well we're on safari or Mm -hmm. a tropical vacation or something like that Mm -hmm. all the ladies are wearing very thin flowy garments well when when in the jungle or no where are they where are they in safari in africa somewhere they're in africa somewhere somewhere because we see stock footage of lions sometimes (laughs) When this movie very briefly turns into the detective versus a lion, I was like, this is really weird. <laughs> I thought he was hunting for a killer, and I don't think that he thinks the lion is the one murdering people, but maybe no. he does. No, I think he's just out for the kill now. He's just, yeah. Oh, Oh, we're we're talking about Ten Little Indians. The I, I think we should clarify. First of all, we are an '80s movie podcast. Oh, correct. So this is the 1989 version of this. There are, I counted, Jamie, mm-hmm. 13 film adaptations of this. Oh, book. I I hope at least I would hope some of them are better. I've seen three. Yeah. And the other two are better than this. Okay, okay. Yes. I saw one in the 60s and one from the 70s and and this one. Okay. But the, I, so one every, thing I will say is they're mm-hmm. not much better. I mean, they're not... So is the, it just a bad book or it's a bad book to adapt to a film? You think? I feel like it's probably better. It's an Agatha Christie book, right? I read it as a kid, maybe like 12, 13 years old. Uh-huh. I read it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the only thing of hers that I have read. Mm-hmm. I feel like my mom just had like a copy lying around. So like, I read yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And I think I enjoyed it. I, I couldn't. That was so well, long ago. Well, you must have couldn't... enjoyed it. You sought out the movie. Well, you. Yeah. Well, well, well see. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I saw. I remember seeing this movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do for this podcast is sometimes I'll stop by my 
local library huh. and I just wander through the movie aisle and I, oh. I look around and I'm like, what do we have coming up? Maybe they have it. They had this movie. They did. Well, because it's based off a book, I could see. But, <laughs> right, yeah, but, they're like, I don't know, close enough. We don't have the book, but here's the yeah. 1989 Frank Stallone adaptation. Yikes. Yikes. You, your library might need an upgrade. Yeah, so I was saying. able to. So I was able Can I leave a review for the mm, library? You okay. should. All right. So I was able to grab it from my local library oh. and uh, check it out on disc. Wow, look at yeah. your classy watcher. Yeah, yeah. I watched it on, you told me it was free on Tubi, Tubi, Tubi? Tubi sounds right. That's you probably what... got some sweet commercial breaks. Which Oh, were like, they were uh, welcomed. They were oh, welcomed. I'm... I was like, oh, jeez, thank you. <laughs> I had to watch this straight through. Oh, yeah. And it was just, I mean, thankfully, once the murders start happening, they just keep going. It takes yeah. a while to get to the first one because we have to quote unquote meet our characters. I don't it's a sloppy meetup. It's just right. It's, yeah. And Jamie, at one point, uh, I guess before we were we were recording, which you can hear at the end of the episode. Yes. Um you said to me you didn't you ha- you didn't know who was dying and when they were dying and mm-hmm. who was next. You didn't piece together that the moment somebody was like, well, here's my backstory about the murder <laughs> rap. They like they were the next one to go. I mean, it was by, I think, the second person. I was like, oh, OK, so whoever talks about what was talked about on that record, they're going to die. Now they're gone. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but I didn't keep track of who was who. Like, oh, sure. who's this guy? Who's that guy? The 10, 10 of these. That's like I said, 10 little dummies. I remember three I, out of the 10 of them. <laughs> That made an impact. We've, I literally, today I was walking the dog, and I, this movie was so forgettable to me that while I was walking the dog, I was like, what are we talking about later oh today? Oh, my God. Okay. And I, I don't just know that I've ever done it. that. <laughs> so I think, yeah. it, I think it wanted to get free of my mind as quickly as... But I'm not trying to give anything away too early about how I felt or anything. Here's, here's what I'm going to say, and this is a mm. note to Hollywood. So... Okay. All the writers that are on strike and are now just listening to our podcast. They have all the time the on time, their hands to listen to us. Yeah. I think this is ready for a new a reboot version. Okay. Yes. Now, I think there was a British one, I don't know, five years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against our friends across the pond. But okay. an American reboot modernized with maybe some people of color and something like that just to... Just to distinguish these characters a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because in every version I watched, I was like, all of these people are white, and almost all of them are British, and all of them are over the age of 50, for the most part. Yeah. Like, it's really, really tough to keep track of who is who. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I... And sometimes they're set in a big mansion. This one's set on a safari. Sometimes it's like a more tropical locale, which Mm -hmm. I guess is fine. But I don't think that's going to help your movie where it's set. No, no. It's the characters that are seriously lacking here. I need to care about any of these people. And I don't. And if if you're going to make Frank Stallone and generic British lady your... (laughs) protagonists of this i don't i don't have any more connection to them than the guy who dies 15 minutes after we meet him like the first oh, dude yeah. 
He was more interesting. He came in on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He came in flying. I was I was interested in the tribes people when they were around. Sure. I was like, oh, are these they going to stay and teach them the ways of the land, or is there going to be like a battle of you know? Maybe that's what this is. I don't know. Yeah. Ten little Indians. Where? Who are my? Are they going to get like indoctrined into the tribe's ways of living? These people. It's like opposites attract. But that oh, didn't happen. That didn't you're happen. making a far more interesting Agatha Christie novel <laughs> than this one. I mean, some somehow murders have to happen in your story if it's going to be a, an Agatha Christie adaptation. Well, sure, we can figure sure. it out. We'll figure that out. And Again, I liked. Hollywood writers, come on, you can figure this is, out. We're just a little gentle nudge. Yeah. I liked, uh, I think she was one of the first kills too, the lady from Nebraska. She was kind of fun. I felt her pairing with her husband was a little off. I didn't understand their relationship at all. But I did enjoy her personality until she was, I think, killed by her husband? Killed by the yeah, doctor? I, listen, killed by- I don't know. Because was she, she's the one death where I'm like, I'm not sure that the murderer killed her. Like, I really think there are a couple other yeah. people who, who kind wanted, of her wanted dead. this woman dead. Yeah, I, I completely agreed with that, too. Yeah, that's yeah. when you're still stiffing out. Is there a killer amongst them, or is this just a sort of a cursed place that they're at? And I think that's kind of, that's the only thing that makes me, like, maybe understand why they're not freaking out. Like, when that first guy dies, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, there's cyanide in his drink. And the doctor goes, you think maybe it was suicide? <laughs> like, what a weird way to kill yourself, but okay, maybe. And then she dies of an overdose. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I guess they shouldn't be freaking out. But the fact that they're all just, like, sitting down to breakfast and dinner at the end when half of them have been wiped out, I like, why is nobody making a run for it or something their gatherings are odd at best (laughs) when they all get together and how did that all work out so then there is kind of an elected chef of the crowd because again even when they arrive and they're panicked because they're stuck in this you know they realize that they're they're stuck and there's no way to connect and the radio they sit down and have a meal together everyone i texted you about that that at least three of the ten if not more have a flask that they bring with them the amount of booze (laughs) that a handful of these characters consume is wild don't stay sober on a safari that's for sure. especially late in this movie i'm like maybe you want to keep your wits about you what if you was a murderer (laughs) maybe don't get sloshed all the time (laughs) guys yeah their choices were questionable in the way they handled the, yeah. the... Everything is very proper and very British, and they all, like, dress up to dinner mm-hmm. in the sand. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are being murdered all around them. They're like, oh, what a terrible thing that's happening right now. <laughs> Look at the wood, or the, the little the wooden Indians. How many oh, are left? No. Another head has been snapped off. Let's just take this and delicately lock it in a cabinet. <laughs> I don't know how that's supposed to solve the problem. If somebody can't get to the wooden figures, I guess they're going to give up on killing yeah. you. Yeah. Well, they represent one represents the other. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, let's right. let's get into this. All right. Uh, here we go. Ten Little Indians, 1989, as I said, directed by somebody named Alan Birkinshaw. Mm-hmm. Not much. Nothing we've covered. Okay. I mean, I don't want to dismiss the guy's you know career, but this is the only thing that he's made that I've ever heard of. All right. Um. So, all right. Let's do this. Let's. I mean, the first. I don't know. Through the credits, 
and even a little bit after that, we're basically just introduced to all of our characters meeting up for a safari yeah. in Africa. I think that's what they're... And they're all... It's all just... The, the beginning is all these little snapshots of trains. So we all know that they're yes. traveling by the British railways to get to this adventure that is... Right. As you said, a safari. We find out later that they all got these invitations in the mail, right? Yeah. To join the, the safari. The, and we can talk about that when we get there. Just the fact that the one lady's like, I don't know, I won a fucking contest that I mm-hmm. didn't enter, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I was just told I won a safari. The one woman, the young woman, I think it's great. She's like, I don't know, it was a job to be some dude's secretary in Africa. I signed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody else ways. is like... I don't know. A friend of a friend told mm-hmm. me that I should go here. An all expense paid trip to Africa in the 1930s and even now. I may fall for it, but I'd like to think that this would seem like a scam. Like if you, re- if Jimmy, if you received just a letter in the mail from somebody saying, oh, come on out and, and visit me in, uh, I don't know, Sweden, would you go? I would mean, you- I don't know. Like, and again, I want to be mad at these people and I want to call them dummies like you did, but I feel like I might fall for this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's alluring. I don't know how the invitation came to them, you know, maybe in a way that made it seem more official. I don't know. IDK. Or maybe they're just these, like, like you said, wealthy white Europeans that are just like, oh, well, I whisk away. I don't even know. Whatever. They found themselves right. there through this, uh, through this invitation. Yes. And they don't all yeah. know each other. No, None of them know each other. No. None of them know the person that invited them either, Mm-mm. which I don't, red flags all over the place. So let's just let's go through our cast. I actually did start with each of them. Oh, good. Um, And I don't really know why I wrote them in this order, but let's let's do it. OK. I, we have to start with Frank Sol- Stallone because I think he's our hero. What is he? <laughs> Even though. <it's>, well, <laughs> just, Normally in movies like this, the people who end up living in the end and aren't, I love how it is conveniently dismissed that these two people are the only non-murderers of the group. How Frank (laughs) Stallone at the end is like, oh yeah, that's not even me. I just, uh, this trip was for some other dude. Um, Yeah. He replaced some guy last minute or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, I really, I didn't actually kill that kid I was watching. I actually yeah. tried to save the kid yeah. from drowning. Yeah, so like, this was uh, a mis- this was a misunderstanding, me being here. Everybody else, for the most part, is like, yeah, I killed somebody, so what? Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so no, some Frank- of them are a little more distraught about it, but yeah, oh, go no, ahead. No. So- yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Frank Stallone is like our cool, not cool, uh, he's like a no-nonsense, I don't want to call him suave, He's our hero and, and we don't, he's, he's like a cardboard cutout of a human being. And they put, they like smeared some sliced alone DNA on this cardboard cutout. <laughs> and that's what we have. He, when we first met him, I thought he was a part of like, I didn't realize he traveled to him. I thought he was a part of whatever, uh, not the tribe, but like he was part of the. Like he was the guy organizing Like organizing this. it, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what he does say. He does say, like, I was brought on to lead the safari. Mm-hmm. Again, 
he wasn't. It was like a friend of his or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, but, we find that. Yeah, out. but mm-hmm. that's the character because on his luggage at one point, somebody's like, hey, those aren't your initials. And he's like, oh, I just borrowed this from a friend. That's cool, right? So shady. Yeah. So much shady. So sh- right? They're all so, shady individuals, but also kind of open with their shadiness once it's all yeah. out. Well, yeah, they have to be, right? Yeah. So then uh, Brenda Vaccaro, and I'm using her actress's name her actress i'm using her actual name because that's how i know her so she is the wealthy kind of middle-aged woman who's being carried around oh oh yes 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 and she because i'm like i know that name i know this actress from somewhere she was the sassy friend in supergirl like this like the sassy friend of um Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Or Faye yeah, Dunaway's yeah. the witch, and she's like her witchy Oh, yeah, that's buddy. right. Yeah, yes. I remember. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, she was yeah. familiar, yeah. Yeah, so that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy who, I'm just going to call him like an overweight guy, who, he's a detective, and he's dressed like to shoot a lion. And this is a guy who has a, 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 a confrontation with the lion later on in Is he the movie. one that comes out and itches his head and itches his belly when he first comes out of the tent? Oh, like, dude, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Okay, I think he is with the bigger <laughs> belly. Okay, go ahead. Keep describing. Okay. This is fun. All right. Uh, Donald Pleasance, uh, the famous actor of the Halloween mm. horror series, Donald Pleasance. He's a judge. He mm. shows up at the mm. beginning. He's mm-hmm. the only one wearing a black suit in the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's immediately supposed to give away something. But then he doesn't wear that anymore. But he is a, a judge. And I guess kind of like a crooked judge okay i don't know some of their some of their backstories i didn't write down because it wasn't all that interesting um herbert lom is another old famous actor and he's the general who's always dressed like he's about to go he's going to yeah gotcha yeah and he is actually in he plays the doctor in the 70s version of this. Oh, so he's so all I, over this movie. Right. All right. Or the he's versions like, I, 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 of this movie. He, I assume he showed up on set. He's like, nah, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry I'll about it. I'll figure it out. I, I've um, done this before. I am the yeah. 10 Indians. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I wrote down Lady Love Interest. No other personality. <laughs> yeah. That's what she. Yeah. What's her name? Vera? I didn't write anybody's name. I wrote it so late because I think it's after he gets shot that Frank Stallone yells, Vera? Oh, yeah. And and I went, oh, I'll just write this woman's name. That's Vera. Yeah, there we have it. She's, there's only the two ladies. Oh, well, the three. Yeah. There's three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a, I'm going to refer to him as a a handsome playboy on, in a plane. From the airplane. Arrives in a plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, this to me seems like, a role where they had Carrie Elwes on the phone and they were like, Hey, can you do this? And he's like, listen, I, I am demanding princess bride money. Now I cannot do this for this what one's not for me. Right? Yeah. Oh, yes. what a, what a difference would have made. What a huge, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's what this guy's trying to do. Yeah. But he's through this movie. The mark. Missing he the is. mark. Yeah. Uh, there's a German doctor who looks a lot like Larry David. Yes, yes, agreed, yeah. And last but not least, there's a miserable husband and wife couple who are kind of, I wrote they're kind of in on it, not really. Did they set up this whole camp? They're there when everybody gets there, and they yeah. look like they've been, they've taken over the kitchen, like they've kind of settled in and make it made it home. They're but also then, instructed to play the, the record mm, of all the accusations. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But this, only because they have like a letter that says play this record when they're all together. 
Is he the bad guy from Popeye? Isn't he what's his name oh, from Popeye? Well, I, I have to look it up. I think he <laughs> I, is. I have to look that up because, wow. If he is, suddenly this movie got like another half star in my mind. <laughs> he totally is Bluto yeah. in Popeye. Yes. Okay. Wow. Good Good catch. But again, the moment you said it, I'm like, I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet he is. Yeah. And, All right. Yeah. Yeah, so Bluto, oh, good, because I don't know his name either. So there's Bluto and Bluto's wife. <laughs> yeah, a little Nebraska, which they don't, again, they seem like an unlikely pairing. but um, Very unlikely pairing yeah. in that he wants to kill her mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I could talk, I would, I would much rather watch a movie about their lives before this. <laughs> The, like I think they're so their adventure to Africa. I want to see how they That's, they yes. got there. I want to see their travels. I want the behind the scenes on that. Yes, um, every time they're talking early in this movie, she's saying like, "Well, I don't think I told you we shouldn't have come here." Mm-hmm. And then at one point, he's like, "You dumb bitch! You had to accept the invitation." Yeah. <laughs> wow, these two are crazy, and she's. She's out pretty early in yeah. this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's just a shame because she comes in like fire. Because when she yeah. sees... So the suave pirate... So we meet most of them as we... Oh, please s- tell me. Did you say suave pirate? Because I would love it if that was somebody in this movie. <laughs> no, pilot, I was going to oh, okay. say. Okay, all right. Yes. The guy that flies in. But when we meet most of them, it's off the train and starting out into the safari. Except the pilot who lands to meet them in a plane, right? Once the safari starts. And they're being led by... Like a local tribe, basically, um, and a carried large amount you, of people, yes. just a ton of people leading them around. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you yeah, they don't have this much luggage. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think it commands this many people, but someone, I guess, has deep pockets and can, uh, you know, throw money around at this mm-hmm. bizarre murder party. <laughs> a murder party? That was what it is. They cross. This looked like a fun little. Um, I don't know. Have you ever done that? Um, not hang gliding. What's it called? Zip lining. I have never done zip lining. No. No. I have not it's either. It's not even no. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were gonna tell me a great zip lining story. <laughs> I mean, I never did it. <laughs> no, I I feel like Would you want to? I'd be afraid to, but I would do it. Would your it's kids like riding, be into it's it? It's like riding a horse. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid of it, but I would do it if I had to. Okay. okay. Um I don't know. My kids are kind of Little chicken babies like me, so I'm okay. not sure. So that not sure. Well, it. anyway, this this is sort of like, well, not really, um, but this contraption that they have to go across. That it's starts like a basket. It's like uh-huh. a, you know, like one of those things on on ropes that that crosses a giant chasm. But it's just like a wicker basket that they're in. I love their reaction. Is like, oh, jeez, we're not. Was are you kidding me? Because they are. They're all these. For the most part, overweight. There's a sixty percent of them are overweight. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're like right. lazy, like not lazy, but definitely privileged white, you know, yeah. Europeans. And then yeah. even the slender ones are privileged enough where they accept, you know, Frank Stallone, who's like, yeah, this is how we get across. What do you want right. to do? Right, Frank. Yeah, Frank goes first, and mm-hmm. even the guy, like the detective, I think he's about to go second. But I'd be like, if I were him, I'd think. Well, that held Frank Stallone. Sure, I'm glad he volunteered to go first, but I'm like two Frank Stallones here. I don't know if this is going to work for me. And we watched like the first two of them cross in real time, Jamie. (laughs) This is the first red flag of this movie. I was like, 
if we watch seven or eight people, I don't know. If, I guess the pilot's there by now. I have no idea. If we had to watch them all cross in real time, I, I don't know that I can even watch this whole movie. No. I noted that in the beginning, too, their dialogue was minimal. Like, there was a lot of action. They didn't do a lot of talking, even at one point when Frank is in uh, his little tent figuring out his radio situation or whatever. He's not talking. He's just doing the things. Like, And there's not even music. So we're just like left to doing a lot of watching. Like you said, watching the people go across here. Watching Frank get the radio hooked up. Watching them at first even <laughs> like look around at the tents and stuff. Like, And again, not like tribal music playing, not anything like that. It's nothing. It might like, be silence, what's, honestly. What's happening? Why are why where's the dialogue? Where's the Yes. The I do like how soundtrack. you said I like how you said most of it is action. And I guess walking and looking and pushing buttons on a radio is technically action, but I think you're giving it a little too much credit. Oh, yeah. But I know what you mean. There No, and that's the thing. I'm not saying that we can't become invested in characters by just spending time with them in relative silence i'm sure we could but you got 10 people like the only way i'm going to be able to tell these people apart is by them having conversations and different points of view but they kind of all seem like the same character i agree all the old dude guy yeah all, except the one big guy stands out frank stands out just because they look different yeah they all talk the same. Mm -hmm. Their mannerisms are all the same. It's like a big blur of Indians or Indians. Right. <laughs> That's why I think what you said about um, Bluto's wife is great because she's the only one who seems to have. I mean, her personality is fainting a lot, which I thought, thought was really funny. <laughs> but at least that I'm like, OK, I know her character. She's she's very nervous, mm -hmm. um, very scared. She's in clearly in an abusive relationship. <laughs> so I didn't I need understand. to laugh at that. <laughs> Giggle out of that. Uh, well, that's okay. the only couple here. They're yeah. the only two people yeah. that know each other and have right. a relationship. Right, right beyond walking and looking at tents. <laughs> so they all arrive at camp. And like you said, some of them are having conversations. Like the ladies are kind of talking to each other. Um, the doctor and the judge kind of pair up like they're fast friends, I guess. They're both educated individuals. Maybe that's what they're bonding over. As you said, Frank Stallone's playing with a radio. Frank Stallone has more chemistry with this radio than with his love interest <laughs> in this movie. I agree 100%. <laughs> Later on when he goes, well, the radio doesn't work. Somebody smashed the back. I'm like, whoa, calm down with the tech jargon here. <laughs> and then somehow he fixes it. So anyway, that's what's happening. And they find out very early that their host has been delayed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's the host's name, Jamie? D it's it's something. It's a name. You, like Daniel or Dave. Isn't it? You, no, no, no. It's U.N. Owen, right? U.N. Owen. Because later they're like, wait, unknown? Is oh, that yeah. I just thought it's, it was Owen, it's, yeah. It's so <laughs> cheesy and stupid. But yeah, so... They get a letter that's like, I have been delayed. Just, you know, hang out, eat, do all this fun stuff and, and all that. And they kind of they kind of do. Yeah. Um, we said this before, how they easily just find their comfort here, even though it's completely not 
like they watch they they're stuck now here and now their quote host is delayed right yes and now i guess they're just gonna make do with the yeah, they're going to make do. Um, we did we did sort of say early on that the husband and wife team were there like a day ahead of them. Yeah, and they're, so they, they were had there a to good set setup. everything up. Mm-hmm. And and for some reason, they're in charge of making food and everything too. I don't He's... know. I don't really know what's going on with them. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> no, but so, they are. They <laughs> yes. The, mm-hmm. I I have to say when they show up and the guy who got out of the plane's like, hey man, we're in the middle of africa it's like 115 degrees middle of the day who wants martinis let's go yeah. for it <laughs> and he and brenda vaccaro are smashed in no time yeah they're having a good time on their safari yeah. hey if they're met if they're stuck they might as well like i said three of them at least have a flask with them on this trip um, the secret drinking doctor, which I thought was great. How in public he's always like, uh, "No, uh, water for me, thanks." And then at every turn, we see him sneak off and pull a flask out of his jacket <laughs> and drink. Which we later find out that's how he possibly killed patients on the operating table. Because yeah, yeah. even the judge is like, "Hey, uh, you're shaking a lot. Is it because you're a booze bag? <laughs> Maybe that's how those people died." A booze bag. Oh, uh, so they oh, they also notice at this time that there are little Indian figurines. Oh, on the table, on mm-hmm. a table. Mm-hmm. And that there is uh, like the 10 little Indian poems or poem is hung up like in the main tent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're all hanging out for, for some the pilots reason, the playing pilot, the piano. He plays, he plays like one well, piano. Somebody one says song. something about the piano being there, and he's like, "There's a piano here," and <laughs> they're having a moment where they're just kind of enjoying the night. He's playing piano. Some of them are sitting down, just sipping on their, I don't know, safari cocktails. Um, and then, oh, you're right. I wrote down the Owen name. The yeah. Uh, uh, U-N- yeah. uh-huh. Owen. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Ridiculous. great. So then, oh my God, I wrote his character's name down. Blue does so much better, but his character's name is Elmo, which is just as ridiculous. <laughs> That's <laughs> worse than Bluto. So Bluto puts on a record that mm-hmm. he was instructed by Mr. Owen to put on. Mm-hmm. And the record is like, calls them out one by one. Is like, hey, you killed people. All of you, mm-hmm. and got away with it, and uh, I'm here uh, to say you're all guilty, and uh, punishments, I guess, to be doled out later. Yeah, basically every one of you, and and it, like you said in the record in the recording, each one of them is individually called out, and each one of them has the same sort of like, oh, who me reaction, like what, uh, what could be who. Like, who farted reaction? My favorite part (laughs) is that the record appears to be sentient in that it calls one person out and somebody else will say, hey, that's enough of this bullshit. And the record goes, and you, you know what you did, because that's how everyone's called out. Their crimes are all murder, but they range from like, you know, the, the woman who was in charge of children one of the kids drowned and I'm like that is that's tragic but it didn't say like she held him underwater until he right, drowned right, right. and then Frank Stallone it's like Frank Stallone you murdered 21 Indian tribe people I love his prideful <laughs> smile when he yeah, hears he it. just smiles and goes sure 
Like I said, the rest of them are like, oh, what? Not me. Oh. And he's like, yep. That's totally yeah. me. You know, in his mind, he's like, that fucking friend of mine's a maniac. I can't <laughs> believe that. He never told me this before. This is what I'm sticking with. All right. <laughs> right. Um, Elmo's wife faints. <laughs> oh, his, yeah. His reaction is, I don't know. This happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're fainting all the time, you should worry about that. That's probably a problem. Well, maybe it's a thing now that she's on the safari. Maybe the heat's a bit much. They're from Nebraska. That's not necessarily oh, a warm yeah. state. <laughs> so, <laughs> No, not one of the warmer states. Mm-mm. So there's that. The first to really confess to like, besides um, uh, Frank's smirky smile, the first to say like, yeah, I did it, is the pilot, right? That is of like, Of course, because yeah. he's the first to die. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, fine. Did I kill someone? I did. <laughs> His is, he killed two people with his car, I'm assuming because he was blackout drunk. And he's like, listen, it's called an accident. It's basically like, I've got got a pass, a free pass. He has such a shitty smirk on his face while he's talking about running over two individuals. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know, it's an accident. I chalk it up to bad luck. Can I have another drink? Right, right. Does anybody know anything else I could play on the piano? <laughs> right. Um, so, like also, you said, he, it, it doesn't... He, no, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, after this, they all go through how they got invited here. Mm. And I don't want to say they're trying to telegraph who the killer is at all. But does it sound like Donald Pleasance is making his <laughs> reasons up on the fly? The rest <laughs> of them clearly are like, this is what happened. This is how I got here. And he's like, um, uh, looking off in space going like, and a friend of mine. I'm like, dude, you set this whole thing up and you didn't even think that anybody would ask you why you're there. Right, right. <laughs> That's what happens uh, that evening. And, and. The doctor and uh, Bluto take his wife away to be, I don't know, treated or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is when the pilot, he's not a pilot because somebody else flies the plane there. He then drops over and they all just think that he has passed out. Because right. they're like, that guy had a lot to drink. Mm-hmm. And he was playing piano and talking about running people over with pleasure. But he died. That's how he dies. Yeah, he's totally yeah, he's dead. Just, he's actually really dead, right? Um, and everyone seems mildly put off by this. Well, I think it, it's like it's like any kind of group where like uh, the, the first one to go, you're like, well, he was kind of annoying anyway. <laughs> they were like, okay. I mean, he... He yeah. could play the piano, but he did tell us he only knows one yeah. song. So at least we don't have to hear that through this right. whole safari. But then as more get killed, it's like, whoa, my next. But with the first guy, they're like, well, I mean, he blew in. He came in hot and he left kind of just. <laughs> oh, also, did you notice that in his, I don't know, flight suit, he has a teddy bear shoved in the pocket? I did you notice that? that? Because later the one guy is stabbed. Through I the did teddy notice bear. that the teddy bear yeah. makes an appearance. It later. was in this really... guy's pants when he gets off the plane. I'm like, oh, wow. I can't wait to hear the story of why he carries around his childhood. Nope. Just we so don't. later on, we they don't. could a rhyme about a bear could kind of align with that guy. Oh, being yeah, that's right. Then they do that rhyme. What is the I have in my notes written next after 
Well, they bury him, right? He's dead. They realize he's dead. They bury him. They dig a hole. The next thing I have written is Frank Stallone IDs sex hunger with tracks. <laughs> animal tracks. He, he, Frank Stallone IDs animal tracks. Sex hunger? What is that? Um, I mean, you're, t- you're taking a few different ideas and mushing them together. Okay, so the next, so the next help day, help me figure out my notes. That's fine. I'll, I'll help you decipher this. Um, <laughs> so the next day, the the detective mm-hmm. comes out and he notices that there are paw prints in their camp. Oh, right. And Frank Stallone, know it all hero Frank Stallone, comes out and he's like, "That uh, that's a three and a half year old female lion." Oh gosh. Because right, he's right. He, you know he has to be good at everything. He has to know everything mm-hmm. and you know be so smart. And then that scene, I don't know. I don't know what the whole point of that was. So we might think a lion is killing people, I guess. <laughs> but the next scene is he wanders up on the attractive younger woman taking a shower. Taking a shower, yeah. That, and the yeah. monkey steals her towel. Right. Frank Stallone hands it back. And no interaction. We cannot have these two talk. Well, and again, where we said before, they have such terrible chemistry that you're not, you're, you're not even creeped out at him being there. You're more, you're actually, you're focused on the monkey. Yep, right. I'm like, that monkey's a fucking pervert. I'm not worried about him at all. Cause he's nothing. Like I said, he's a cardboard cutout of right. a human being. And even her, she's not doing anything. She's not even like, not that I need her to be like sexy or anything, but she's not in the least bit interesting. I guess. <laughs> no. There's there's a scene later where they have to sit down and I think flirt with each other and it ends with her giving him a peck on the cheek like they are two seven year olds sitting there. <laughs> it is awkward, yeah, and just it's off putting. Yeah, it is. This casting of these two, like while they are surrounded by, and I'm not listen, I, and I already said it. Donald Pleasance, great actor. <laughs> he's not he's not giving it his all here. Bluto, Bluto might be doing one of the best jobs because he's just being Bluto again. He's just Bluto-ing it up. But I don't know how you miscast these two leads so poorly. Like, you would have to try and find two people with less chemistry Maybe to get it was this. the kind of thing, like, like, Frank Stallone really, really loved this book by Agatha Christie and really wanted to play this role so badly. You, wait, hold on. You think Frank Stallone has read a book before? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I he clearly I don't think he didn't read he didn't read this book maybe because he's not fulfilling the role. But I I'm just I'm just throwing darts out. I'm just throwing darts out. I don't know. That's um, fine. So wait, let's see. Where are we? So so you cleared that up. So there's the sex oh. tracks. We you cleared that up for me. Sex tracks. Yes. The doctor. Oh, doctor, yeah, come quickly, yeah. my wife. This is okay. We, I'm sorry. We have to backtrack to the night before because oh, okay. the doctor walks by Bluto's tent and his he, we hear his wife going, I told you we shouldn't have come. I can't believe this. We shouldn't have killed that girl. And you hear Bluto being like, you dumb bitch, shut your fucking mouth. If you weren't around, nobody would know about it. To which the doctor just like sidles up and is Peeks like, in. hey, uh, here's some medicine. And um, if you give her this much, she'll be fine. But if you give her any more, she'll be dead. Bye. <laughs> It's very strange. <laughs> and Bluto just like has like weird little shifty eyes side uh-huh. to side the whole time the doctor's talking. But the next day, like you said, he yells for the doctor to come and he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
My wife's just dead somehow. Not sure how that happened. Wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> right. And now, but now the other guests are starting to get a little more like, what's going on? Exactly. Yes. And you know, Donald Pleasance is like, oh, I had this all scripted. I was <laughs> going to kill her fourth, not second. Her no. dumb husband had to murder <laughs> her, <laughs> ruining my plan. Uh, Donald Pleasance is the killer. Okay. Right. In, case, gotcha. in case people haven't figured it out by me saying it at least five times. <laughs> this is when they see the wooden. Is this now when they count the little Indians? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the, um, our heroine, like Vera, Vera, she's the one who constantly, she must have just memorized. She must be reading this poem multiple times a day. Cause she's always the one who's like, <gasps> There's only eight of them left. Eight little Indians. Nine on little a Indians. Day. Something, something, something. And yeah, then yeah. she died. And now there's only, like, it's it's crazy. But she's always the one who knows the nursery rhyme or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Also, the radio's been smashed. Yep. And so they're all stuck there. Right. It's official now. They're really stuck. So um, they decide to go on a hunt for they're the They're going to find Owen. He's got to be there somewhere. So they're going to find him, right? Okay, that's what's happening. Everyone so, but Brenda Vicaro, who just stays and she's like, I don't know, morning drinking, that's, that's good yeah, to me. She's like, I, I get a little, I'll stay here and see if he comes to kill me, which right. maybe he will. She's like, I measured the amount of booze we had, and I was very afraid that that pilot may give me a run for my money. But he's gone now. This is all <laughs> for me. So they kind of split up into mm-hmm. groups there there's a very very brief scene where the general seems to have a an alzheimer's moment where he thinks that vera is his wife oh yeah where he talks to her and says yeah and then, then they keep telling him you got to stay out of the sun <laughs> you got to stay out everyone of the sun. everyone's face looks super <laughs> red to you like everyone looks like they were sunburned and it just looked uncomfortable yeah well, it's Safari, and nobody is wearing the proper headgear. I'll tell you yeah, that right now. Right. Speaking yeah. of headgear, so she and this general are at, I guess, the top of a cliff or something like that. And he says, hey, I think your hat fell off somewhere. And she goes, oh, I'll just go get it. I'll leave you alone for a minute. And to which we then just see a hand come out of nowhere and push this guy off the oh, cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Down he goes. Also, this is where the detective is having a standoff with a lion after he steps in, I think, a bear trap. Bear trap. Yeah, his foot is caught because all that on all of that kind of whooshes by. Right. She at the top of the hill, the guy getting pushed off, the other guy with the foot in the because he's screaming. But we see his foot is in a bear trap. Yeah. And then we're jumping all around to these characters. (laughs) Brenda and they're all getting into something. Yeah, she's she's watching with binoculars while drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, this guy steps in a bear trap. I've seen bear traps in so many movies, like, tear through, first of all, flesh, break bones. Like, they make such it a big deal. It does look like his guy. leg just gets in between the claws just enough because he's like, ah, ooh, I'm a little jammed <laughs> up here. And then he opens it. He does not get actually clawed. No, it's, it's like it, it's the luckiest bear trap um, situation. Oh, yeah. Ever. When it happens, he screams as though this is the end of his life. Mm-hmm. When it comes off, his pants aren't even ripped. <laughs> like, no, it's when nothing. it comes off, he's just just like, I don't know, like taking it. Yeah. And it does easy. just kind of 
open back up mm-hmm. very gently. It's mm-hmm. not like he has to pry them apart or anything. No. Wow. No, he doesn't have to shoot. Yeah. Now he's got a gun, though, and he sees the lion, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. But then he realizes when he tries to shoot the lion that their weapons have been messed with. There's blanks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and he yells that after he points the rifle directly at Frank Stallone and mm-hmm. pulls the trigger. Alec Baldwin, don't do that. <laughs> like, like it's and he yells, they're, they're blanks, and then mm-hmm. throws it down in frustration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess they've recovered the body of the general because now there's three graves. And they're digging more graves, yeah. And they decide Mr. Owen is mm-hmm. one of them. The killer is among them. Yes, I think right? it's the the judge or the doctor or something like that mm-hmm. um, who they just kind of are like, listen, I, it's probably one of us. Mm-hmm. I so guess. now they start getting suspicious on each other. So now it starts once right. that's kind of tapped into. They all start looking at each other with. Oh, my God. Is eyes. this when they have a silent vote about who Mr. <laughs> Owen is? And they all just write it on a piece of paper and put it in a fishbowl. And, like, almost everyone gets a vote, but Bluto gets two votes. And so everybody's like, dude, why are you killing all of us? It's an insane reaction. Yeah. 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 He insists it's not him, right? He's so insistent. He says he's going to sit on top of the hill Mm -hmm. overnight on a chair, not, not sleep, Mm-hmm. And he's just going to watch the camp. He's going to be the lookout for when yes. the killer does come. So and no one can sneak up on him. Do they advise him to take the uh, the 10 or the, what is left now? Seven little wooden Indians with him? Like when mm-hmm. take those. Is that because don't they no, decide this is, that this is where the doctor locks them in a cabinet, but he gives Bluto the key. <laughs> he's like, oh. here you go. It's a cabinet. It's like a wooden glass cabinet that anybody, if they really wanted to, could break open. <laughs> but yeah, they give him the key. He leaves after he talks about his backstory because mm-hmm. he talks about. And we didn't mention that the general's like, listen, my wife was in love with another dude and she accidentally mm-hmm. sent me his <laughs> the love letter. But like she switched love notes, mm-hmm. sent them to the wrong person. And he's like, yeah, so I had to send him out on a mission where I knew he was going to die. I feel really bad about that. And now Bluto has to be like, yeah, uh, the woman who we were working for, we maybe killed her so we could have some money. <laughs> he I'm says it in a weird way, hill. though. Like, yeah, we were working for this lady and mm, yeah, it's she's dead. Real, yeah, it's a real like, but you know what? She was kind of a bitch. Yeah, like it worked <laughs> out for us and really for everyone, so. Yep, I'm not exactly. caught, just tied up about it. Yeah. It's like yeah. the people. Yeah. So um, the next day, you know, people are getting knocked off right and left. And mm-hmm. the next day, Vera's very scared because uh, Brenda Vicario has gone. She doesn't oh, know this is another is. one of her first. Is it man? She's got a lot of screams. She, she screams <clears throat> a lot. Yeah. She screams <clears throat> a lot, but not on camera, which makes me no. wonder if she was actually the one doing oh. the screaming. Or they had to bring Frank. someone else in. My hope is that it was Frank's scream. <laughs> That would be amazing. He is a musician. He might have the voice to scream like that. <laughs> Why didn't he use any of musician's skills? Why didn't we see him run? Why, Why wasn't he, he the playing piano? the piano? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's the easiest thing to Why do. Why couldn't we get him to do a little like rhinestone cowboy ass with that? Oh I would have been totally sold in on. How much would I have loved it if that British 
Playboy played his one song. It was like, I don't know anything else. And Frank Stone was like, shove over, Brit. I'm going to show you how we rock in America town. And then he just America. goes nuts on this piano. Would have been, been sassy. Oh. Didn't happen, though. Didn't happen. Not in this movie. It would have been amazing. But instead, he's just a terrible, terrible presence. Mm-hmm. Terrible presence, indeed. <laughs> so they oh. find her... They find that she was like taking a shower and she's like, She was doing laundry. She was doing laundry. Oh, she was doing laundry? I thought she was bathing. (laughs) No, I think she was. I thought she had just gotten out of the shower. Okay. Yeah, again, people being murdered all around you and you're like, I'll just get up early and do my laundry. I gotta have clean clothes (laughs) in this here land. Maybe it's a way to calm herself. I'm not sure. Yes. But after they find her, because you're right, they're nervous that she's dead, but she is not the one dead. They look up and their friend Pluto is still at the top of the hill and he looks like he's still sitting upright. He looks oh, like he's success. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then when they get to the top of the mountain where he is, he keels over and there's an axe in the back of his skull. <laughs> it's so funny. He's got like this hilarious look on his face of just mm-hmm. like, just to like, I'll show all of you. I'll yeah. kill you all. And Frank Sloan walks up and is like, Hey buddy, it's cool. We all made it through the night, dude. Tap some of the shoulder. And it's just an axe shoved in the back of his head. And we have another one of those how, ridiculous screams. Yeah. How anyone would be able to sneak up on him, whatever. Um, so yeah, he's dead and they have to dig another grave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After my God, I listen, I am not one to make fun of someone who is overweight, but how did they get him off that mountain? Like they rolled who, him. I bet they rolled ma- him down. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Just kept him rolling. Um, That's a deleted scene I kind of want I to I wish see. it was there, right? <laughs> They're just kicking him down this hill. After they bury him, don't they have a little round of croquet that they all play? Oh, what is this? It's it's just the doctor and the judge playing uh, croquet. Okay, it's not all of them. It's well, ridiculous. And it's just the two of them going, well, someone here is killing everyone. Well, I'll bet it's you. No, it's not me, but I'll bet it's you. I don't know. This is where it is... Um, the judge seems to know that the doctor is like an alcoholic or something oh, like right, that. Right. Um, so they kind of blame each other. But again, they're so civilized about it. They're just playing yeah, okay. Like, we get a little bit of an insight. Oh, the Vera is a governess. We find out whatever that means. Yeah. What's a governess? Um, Do you know? I, <laughs> governess. I think, a- I think a governess is someone who looks after the like lady an, of the house mm. like uh, this is my I, I think maybe maybe the term was used in Downton Abbey maybe okay but I, like a like a maid basically okay so we also find a, out that she's a lesbian that she was she was oh, seeing yeah. she was seeing this woman yeah and then yeah because yeah, the two ladies are having a conversation mm-hmm. in their in their tent or in one of their tents and she's like yeah and then I don't know she like slipped and hit her head and had a mm-hmm. fall and I could have done something but I just left. I'm like, well that sounds like less of an accident than being drunk and running people over. <laughs> so you're probably less guilty than even that guy. But but still. But still she's she's guilty in the mm-hmm. eyes of a judge. Mm-hmm. And she knows it. She knows yeah. it. Um, yeah. And oh, then, this and is when. Immediately she's like, um but uh, I'm really tired. Is that cool? Like if I just have a nap, like maybe yeah, I just, I, just go? I did my laundry this morning and I've just yeah. had enough. Oh yeah. Best thing to do when people are being knocked off one at a time is to split up, just stay by yourself, and I, get I, good, I'm good, so good rest. shocked. Yeah, I am so. Again, 
all of the stuff that's happening, I'm not going to blame them for being a bunch of dummies because b- dummies will act like dummies. I get it. But when Frank Stallone's like, hey, I called and they're sending a plane tomorrow, I would say, let's all sit in the same tent together and stare at each other all mm-hmm. night until this plane comes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make sure we get saved. Don't go to your own tents. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this is when Frank Stallone does that. He says, hey, I fixed the radio somehow. And uh, I got a hold of somebody, and they're going to come get us mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he have a weird approach with this, though, where he... I write how he approaches the his little girlfriend there with a gun at first, and is like, don't oh. worry, I'm not here to hurt you. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally forgot about this part. Yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> like, very scary. Oh, first of all, before this happens... Uh, we find out that uh, Brenda Vaccaro is killed by a giant needle. Oh, right. Oh, And who right. has a needle? A doctor has a needle. That's correct. Because earlier, this is when they're sitting down and they have their, uh, I, I'm going to call it a kiss. I know that's being very generous with this. Mm-hmm. Because she sits there and she's like, oh, my God. Do you think somebody's going to get stung by bees? Because the next line of the poem is about bees. And he's like, oh, shut up. It's okay. Don't worry <laughs> about it. You'll be fine. So after she's dead and they realize they only have one night together, one night until, you know, they get picked up, it starts raining. This Mm. is where she goes into his tent. And I'm not saying this is why he pulls a gun on her, because clearly she's not a judge. She's not the doctor. She's not the detective. This is a woman who just kissed you. She sees a letter and is looking at it. Mm -hmm. He points a gun at the back of her head, cocks it, and, and he goes... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. (laughs) Creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. But again, she doesn't even act all that upset by it. No. Mm -hmm. No. She, yeah. If she could have laughed this off, if that would have been mildly appropriate, I think she would have. For all her screaming, she does not scream at that. No. No, not at all. Not at all. They do have a a brief conversation Mm -hmm. here where he says that he has a gun like it's, it's a real like i brought a gun along with me just in case uh and the blanks are those blanks that were putting the other guns my gun has real bullets in it right. so stick with me lady and we'll be totally fine and she says off to my own tent now good night yeah yeah she's now she's like that does nothing for me i'm going to sleep but that works against him well kind of for and against him so he she makes him he makes her aware that he's got a real gun and that so now when she goes off to her tent, isn't she even more suspicious of him and comes back and is like, well, if someone was killed, you have you're the only one with the real gun. And he brings his gun and he's like, touch it, smell it, yes. feel it. Yes. <laughs> is if it I shot somebody, my gun would be warm and it would smell like a gun that's been fired. Does it smell? And she just goes, <laughs> I believe you now. And my thought is, wait, who was shot? Like, what what is happening at this point in the movie? She was stabbed by a giant needle. What is she talking about? Yeah, but I guess she feels like since he's the only one with the real weapons, he, I don't know. I don't know where it comes oh my from. God. But the whole it's, touch it, feel insane. it, smell it. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Um, now we have so the dead doctor. The, yeah, right. right. He's the, the so next the, one to be found. The other three guys, there are five of them left now. We really made short work of this cast. Mm-hmm. The other three are playing cards and they're drinking. Mm-hmm. And the detective is getting smashed mm-hmm. at this point. And 
how does oh they do hear a gunshot mm-hmm. they're all hanging around <laughs> they hear a gunshot and then they all spread out to see what's going on and the judge like falls down to dangle himself in front of Vera like he's strapped upside down and falls like swings down in front of her to which she oh, screams yeah, again oh yeah and then she screams yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Bullet in the head. Mm-hmm. It's raining and the doctor's like, well, we can't bury this guy now in mm-hmm. the rain. Let's just let's drag him to the, I don't know, corpse tent or something <laughs> like that. And we'll take care of him in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a great idea. But then the doctor's found dead next, right? In a well, closet? Yeah, yeah. So this is where Stallone and the girl talk a little bit about who they think who they think did this. And Frank Stallone, his reasoning is really stupid because he goes, listen, it's not me. It's not you. It's got to be the doctor because the detective, he used to be a cop. And I'm like, dude, are you, are you serious with this? We know police aren't bad, right? They never do anything wrong. This is when he also tells her that he isn't who he said he is. We yes. said it already, but she had he hadn't made that yeah. known to anyone else. That Yeah, this is again another red flag. Like, I got a gun with bullets. Mm-hmm. The judge was just shot, and that's not I'm not that person. Yeah, I've been this, lying this, about who right? I said I was. Right. Yeah. The man that you gave a, a very, very chaste kiss to on the cheek is not the man I am Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> They walk into, this is very peculiar. They walk into, I think it's the, I guess it's the main tent Mm -hmm. where the detective is just sitting there drinking Mm -hmm. and they just see a bunch of blood on the floor and open, I think, a tent closet. Yeah, it's a thing. And the doctor falls out. He's dead. Tongue sticking out. Not just dead. I was going to say eyes crossed and tongue sticking out. I drew a picture. <laughs> Not since House on Sorority Row has a person <laughs> had their tongue stick out and eyes crossed while they're killed. And he falls over and he's dead. She screams again. And then Amazing. I just have like the next the next death happens, but this is the bear death with the gold knife and the bear. Right, yeah, because <laughs> this guy, for whatever reason, the detective, I guess he's had so much to drink he doesn't know what else to do. He is now curling up to bed. Holding the last three Indian statues. <laughs> and, and the next morning, I love how every morning these people wake up as though there's not a care in the world. Because we <laughs> see Frank Sloan wake up, get out. He's yawning, stretching like, oh, what a beautiful day it is today. And we hear her scream yet again mm-hmm. because she found him. The detective is dead with a knife through a bear, a stuffed bear, and then through him. Mm-hmm. Again, not killed by a gun, but she is convinced Frank Stallone is killing well, all these people. Well, he's still suspicious. <laughs> he's still a shady motherfucker. Well, right, yeah. There's only two of them left now. I mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. They have the battle now where they it's just the two of them. So she's like, it's you. And he's like, it is you. And I thought for a minute it was her. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Or, or I thought it was... No, I... Yeah, of course. I, I thought it was her because, mm-hmm. I don't know, Frank Stallone doesn't seem smart enough to do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like the idea of her just kind of being like, 
Yeah, maybe I drowned a little kid or maybe I killed all of you real murderers. It gave her a little bit of... It would give her some sort of agency. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and it would also, like, if that's the turn of this character, I'd be like, no wonder she didn't seem like a real human being. She was just acting. (laughs) Exactly. Like, this movie seems like a bunch of, like, aliens from different planets just putting a movie together and be like, I don't know. Act like you're all humans for a little bit. And they just don't know how to relate to each other. They're not sure. Yeah, and they don't do it well. No. So they struggle Mm -hmm. with the gun. Mm -hmm. And one shot. And we don't really see what happens, but we see her lay the gun on the table. And she's like, oh, boy, that was really rough. I guess I'm the only one left. But then Not even... She doesn't even get to exhale, I think, before... Donald Pleasant shows up dressed in a, a fancy robe and a powdered wig. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still. Why? I don't know. Blood on, the... mm-hmm. Fake blood all over his head where he's like, oh, this is tomato soup or whatever. Mm-hmm. He is so dolled up and he explains his scheme and it's because he's dying, essentially. Yeah. So he doesn't care either. Like, And what he's going to do to her is have her hang alive in front of her. The, and the, yeah. the, the rescue... Uh, we hear the, the plane. Yeah, we can hear the plane there. They don't seem to be... I don't... Maybe they have to deplane, check the area. They don't get to the tent anytime <laughs> fast. It's a real... He's going to watch her hang... And then he's going to die, basically, because she's like, come on, you could take, you don't have to do this. And he's like, well, I'm going to be dead in the next less than 10 yeah. minutes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you know, they're probably going to, like, put you in jail or kill you or something. He's like, well, I had a terminal illness, mm-hmm. and so I've poisoned this wine. And, and people say if I drink a whole glass, glug, 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 yeah, glug, yeah, glug yeah. I'll be dead in three minutes. And I I don't. Why is he doing this? Like his motivation makes zero sense whatsoever. Oh, the movie makes zero sense whatsoever. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, so <laughs> he, he drinks this wine and basically pulls the stool out from under her. And she is, first of all, the the fake hanging is so bad because she's screaming. She's got all the breath in the world. <laughs> yeah, for someone that's being strangled and hung. She's got quite the the capacity there in her vocal cords. I agree. And and he also is like, I can feel it kicking in. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) And just dies sitting there. And then she she screams. mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, we see Frank Stallone stand up and go, Vera. (laughs) And then it is the, the... most abrupt cut in film history to him holding her in his arms and he says when we get back I'm going to teach you how to shoot straight (laughs) freeze frame the end what did I just watch what a dumb dumb movie I couldn't even believe it oh my god good it's amazing oh it's incredible. I So one thing I do want to say is I read the book when I was so young. I didn't remember uh, how it ended or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this was quite accurate, strangely enough. Like, But again, in a book. Oh, oh no, no. You... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened in the book, though, at the end is cops show up 
and oh. everyone's dead. And they're just like, we don't know what happened here. And like, they find a confession by the judge, like explaining everything that happened. So much better of an ending. Give yes. me that. Yeah. And the woman at the end of the book, she does kill, I'm going to say Frank Stallone. Uh-huh goes back to her room and there's just a noose hanging in the middle of the room and she is so overcome with guilt that she hangs herself. Mm. Much so, better ending. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I made my thoughts... Uh, abundantly quite, clear? Yeah, abundantly Mine clear. Well. Mine as well. This was yeah. not... This I, was like, I think I said that at one point. I forgot what we were talking Like, I wanted to get this. It was a movie wanted out of my brain sooner yes. than later. And I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. No, th- I think this is one that's going to be pretty easily forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Do you, what's, that's um, it. Ten Little Indians. Yeah. Did you ever recommend, did you recommend a different version of the movie? Like another, you said you saw a couple of I think I think the 66 version is is the best one that i've seen but i've okay. only seen three out of the 13, 13. that exist yeah so i they like to tell this story hollywood <laughs> yeah i uh, you know what and that is going to be my recommendation i that had hollywood something else but <laughs> that and check out the version from the 60s if you okay. want um it's a, much it's a little it's a little more tense it's a little more interesting um I, I don't know that this makes it necessarily better, but it isn't black and white. It actually looks better. It looks mm-hmm. a bit creepier and a bit mm-hmm. more striking. Because that's the other thing about this. It's just drenched in sunlight the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It's not very scary or tense. No, no. <laughs> what about you? Um, well, I didn't, I didn't necessarily like this show, but the show was a recent watch within the last year of ours. And it kind of has that similar vibe of like a whodunit kind mm-hmm. of thing white lotus the first season oh. we watched it and i have to say i didn't we watched the whole first season we tried to get into the second season and even though chrissy from the sopranos is in it it's just not hitting for me um and the first I did, season I, I didn't like it at all and yeah. i really felt like i was in the minority because everybody i've talked to is they love i it. didn't understand the obsession <laughs> but we got through it I. and i was like and like similarly like I got through this movie and I see how like oh okay but I didn't see the yeah so again I'm not recommending Lotus necessarily White Lotus because I like enjoyed it but it had a familiar feel to like oh I see we got to figure this out together and everybody all the characters are a little bit fucked up you know White Lotus you know what my problem was with White Lotus and I think that you and I both watched this series as well what was the series where the people went to some sort of like uh, retreat run by Nicole Kidman? Much better one. Nine Perfect <laughs> Strangers. Strangely so much better. better. So much better. I, the whole time I'm watching yeah. White Lotus, I'm like, well, that show was dumb, but it was so crazily stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I wanted from this. And most I agree. of the time, and I'm like, I'm kind of bored with these characters. Well, yeah. The, the comparison, too, for White Lotus and this movie was it was like White Lotus is all these rich people just on their, or at least the first yes. one, on their like Hawaiian vacation. And yes. even though the characters become a little more interesting than the characters in this movie, they're still not likable. <laughs> I'm not connected to no. anybody. Same like in this movie. Now, yeah. on the other hand, Nine Perfect Strangers, that I thought was very well done. What's that? Yeah. Michael Swat. What's that one actor's name? He's so good. Michael Shannon? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. He's phenomenal great. Yes. in that. Yeah. yeah. But and I enjoyed that because I was yeah. like, 
I can't I can't relate to any character in in any White of those Lotus. series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. at least Nine Perfect Strangers, like they all seem like cartoon characters. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is I'm I'm in. I know what I'm watching. I can't. I'm not supposed to take any of this seriously. Right. And right. for some reason, in White Lotus, I'm like, I think I'm supposed to care about any any of these people. No, and, and I'm annoyed by all of them. Yes, yeah. Right. Uh huh. I kind of want yeah. them all to die, which is how yeah. I felt about this movie. So that's mm-hmm. why I drew that. I wanted them all to die. <laughs> I was sad that Frank Stallone lived. I was. I really was. Um, so, okay. So, right. Jamie, one of my favorite games that we play on this podcast <laughs> from time to time is, spoiler, I usually pick the movies. Yeah. Uh, I try and align them with, oh, this was Mystery Month. That's why we watch this. Um, so but every now and then, you get to choose. Normally, it's for just like a birthday or something. Sure. Um, but one of my favorite games is when you say, I have a couple of things, and then I end up picking. You still have to so, pick. Uh, yeah, you still have right. to pick. I've just narrowed down the list a bit. I know. I'm oh, clearly. So, um, mm-hmm. Just before we do this, you texted me that you have two in mind. Three. I have three in mind. Okay. I was going to say, and then you said you have four others. Yeah. So I don't know if we're still sitting at six or seven total. But, and- the ones, the one that I don't, or the ones that I don't pick, mm-hmm. let me know and we can figure out how we want to do this. That's what my, I'm going to do. I'm going to send you, okay. or I could just tell you all of them. Because my plan is, and this is way down the road, we're about to start our ninth year of this show. Holy cannoli. Regular, normal schedule, nothing different. But my thought is for our 10th year, you pick 13, I pick 13, and we don't have to tie it into any month or holiday or anything like that. Ah, we can just choose a bunch so of movies just... that we'd rather talk about okay. and we'll just do that. But and again, that's like a year from now. That's okay. You know how time fast so, yeah. goes? Time goes I know, fast. Um, yep, I know. <laughs> I even knew okay, what you wait, said. I gotta, let me see um, really fast what um, this movie. Hold on. Um, okay, so I have I have a good list that I put together. Oh. And again, I see how you must get, not overwhelmed, but like, yeah, kind of. There's a lot of movies in the 80s. And so I went There's with a lot. ones. A lot of times I make mistakes, like choosing 10 Little Indians. Well, well these are nice. Well, I don't know if how nice they are. But these are all movies that I have not seen. And actually, Ooh, I, I don't think it. I've heard about any of these. Maybe oh, the one. I can't wait. How do you... Are you just going to tell me the titles? No, gonna I'm going to give them you out a little as, tease. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Okay. So, and you might know some of these, right? I don't know. Right. And these are Which, three. This Between is, three. Yeah, I'm going to give you, I mean, I could give you a fourth, like an honorable mention, but I can give you just three. What do you think? Let's, let's do three. You had three in All mind. Right, let's, let's do, do three. three. All right. Would you like something that features our Jeff Goldblum? I know. Okay. You were like, do we have? Would you like something by the great Martin Scorsese? <laughs> or would you like, because it's our nine years together, would you like to do a buddy cop film? Oh, okay, yeah. So this is our ninth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate I'm gonna eliminate the buddy cop film. Okay, okay, that's out. I like I enjoyed Forty Eight Hours. It was totally fine, <clears throat> but I don't know. I feel like we just we watched two movies now in a row mm-hmm. where and I had to count final exam on my hands to figure it out eight people died in both of those movies so we don't want more death so yeah buddy cop movies i'm I'm assuming you know somebody probably ends up dying um although i could say that any martin scorsese film somebody probably ends up dying one to 
37 people are probably going to die in one of his movies. All right. Okay. I also have a female band movie. Oh, I'll just throw that in there. Jane, what are you doing? Why? I know. Why I buried, buried I know, the lead? I know. I know you love it. I know that, that you. Now, first of all, if it is satisfaction. It is not. Because okay, I was going to no. say, because we can't find that. And, and the, I'm not the, sure, actually, if this the DVDs one is are like The DVDs are like $45 each. It's such each, sad. So, so sad, because yeah, I really I will, would like to do that one. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, oh, I know. All right. Okay. All right. Let's say. You want the name? I think Martin want... Scorsese's out. Can I guess your Martin Scorsese? Mm-hmm. Was it going to be the king of comedy? Mm-mm. Oh. What was it going to be? After Hours. Oh, After Hours. All right. That's a good one. Okay. Okay. Wait, but the King Scorsese of Comedy do? was a good King one. King of Comedy? Uh-huh. Yeah, he did, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Female band or Jeff Goldblum? Mm-hmm. Can I guess the Jeff Goldblum? Mm-hmm. Is it Vibes? Mm-mm. It's called The Tall Guy? What the hell is that? <laughs> you heard of that? Look it up. He is a tall guy. <laughs> if he is the titular tall he guy. He is. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> I had to look this up. Uh, it's all guy. Oh, wait a minute. Is it a 90s movie? It's 89. It's okay. 89. Okay. <laughs> what is this? Oh, no. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> just, just this poster. <laughs> all right. Wait a second. Wait a second. All right. T- tell me the female band movie. It's Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. Okay. <laughs> I've at least heard of that. Oh, you have? Okay. I yes. have not. <laughs> Tall guy. I can't. <laughs> you want to just do the tall guy? I want to do the tall guy. Okay, let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. Right. I, yeah. I mean, we might regret this. <laughs> a movie that looks this silly that we've never heard of. <laughs> I, I have a feeling this is going to be a rough go. Oh, my God. 85 minutes long. Woo, all right. Great. You ready? The tall guy it is. Okay. Okay. Our ninth anniversary. The movie that people have been clamoring for us to cover <laughs> for nine years now. The I'm tall guy. At the cover. <laughs> did you did you do you see the poster? The, the yeah, yellow poster with at. them dancing on the Oh no, I'm the, seeing the a poster. Title? No, I see a poster with him in a white suit going like this. Oh, Oh. <laughs> oh boy, they're really playing up Rowan Atkinson in this poster too. Wow. Yeah. Emma Emma Thompson did some really weird stuff. Mm. All right. Yeah, the tall guy. Yeah. Let's do it. We're in. Right. <laughs> and it counts, it. right? It's 89. Okay. Yeah. 89, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything I'm seeing says 89. I know sometimes we run into 89 versus 90, but yeah, let's do it. Tall guy. Oh, my God. All right. I'm excited about this. Oh, I'm exhausted. All right. Me what too. What did I? I just got. All right. <clears throat> okay. Great. All right. All right. Excellent. Awesome. Wonderful. Good I deal. am super excited about our uh, ninth anniversary coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've been listening anywhere near nine years. I mean. I, Many I, I haven't been listening nine years to I this. I certainly haven't, no. But but no. <laughs> I have been talking about it for nine years. And that's what, uh, you know, I had a refound, um, rekindled love looking for the movies for the 
you know, looking over movies because I was like, there, we, there's such a wealth oh. that we're un- untapped. We so can do much. this literally for the next at least 10 more years. So here's what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Not that I would, not that I'm going to work on year 10 of our podcast right now as we just enter year nine. Send me, I don't know, I'll give you this the, list. the rest of these. Yeah, send me yeah. the rest of that list. And I don't know, I'll sprinkle some into year nine maybe and I'll just, I'll hold on to the others for our 10th. Do you know Alien Nation? Uh, yeah, I know that they made that. In, is that the Buddy Cop movie? No. The Buddy Cop movie is actually with uh, Billy Crystal and uh, Gregory Hine. Hines? Hines. Hines. <laughs> oh, Alien, Alien Nation. That looked fucking was weird. A, a <laughs> Alien Nation is, they made a TV series out of it afterwards, mm. but it is like, a buddy cop thing oh, where yeah, it there does. are aliens I, yeah. here and it's like they're trying to integrate into society. So it, it's kind of an an immigration allegory, too, where it's like an alien cop is buddied up with a human cop. Yeah. And boy, oh, boy, what's yeah. going to happen next? Yeah, and they made a whole TV series out of it. Um, but we can certainly talk about that. Awesome. All right. All right. All right. What All else? Right. What? Wait. Oh, I also have. Is that the only one? No, Running Scared. That's the Billy Crystal movie. Uh, Running uh, Scared. Yep. Okay. Uh, I didn't remember how much other than the Three Amigos we did of Steve Martin. And have you ever heard of the Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid with Steve Martin? Yes, and have I've always it? wanted to watch it. I've yeah, never it watched super it before. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I that I always heard it was one. like a really good like old. It's like a mashup. Fifties. Yeah, like a fifties noir spoof mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. it looked really fun oh oh my and god what is this one seems like they i don't know what i wrote here seems like they add the i don't know what i wrote sorry i'll have to figure that one out i don't know what that says oh boy you know what since <clears throat> we shut down our patreon you really got out of um ever having to send me pictures of your notes and after oh. you drew that wonderful doctor, doctor with the eyes crossed, you kind of miss it. You kind of miss it. Well, I do like that with um, with our next movie being a Jeff Goldblum movie, we can recycle through our picture and our story of meeting Jeff Goldblum. So, oh um, yeah, it's a that nice time Patreon, to rehash right? that. Yeah, 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 I think so. Oh my yeah. god. Okay. Oh, all mm. right. Until next time, when we yeah. talk about Jeff Goldblum being just a tall, man <laughs> tall guy compared to Rowan Atkinson, I think most people are. <laughs> uh, thank you everybody for listening and we will talk to you again in two weeks until then have a great two weeks take pay- take bears <laughs> take bears, take bears. <laughs> shove them in your pants if you're flying on a plane but be careful because somebody might stab you through one <laughs> alright everybody take good care of your bears in tropical climes there are certain times of day when all the citizens retire to take their clothes off and perspire it's one of those rules the greatest fools obey Because the sun is far too sultry And one must avoid its ultraviolet ray The natives grieve when the white men leave their huts Because they're obviously, definitely nuts Mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun The Japanese don't care to, the Chinese wouldn't dare to Hindus and Argentines sleep firmly from 12 to 1, but Englishmen deter stars, yes stars. In the Philippines, they have lovely screens to protect you from the glare. In the Malay states, there are hats like plates which the Britishers won't wear. 
At twelve noon, the natives swoon, and no further work is done. But ne'er dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. I don't call that murder. I call that bloody bad luck. Red, go. Record. I mean... You didn't. I, yeah? No, I'm good. I'm good. You're good? Your levels hit, are looking good? Levels this is the first time good. I hit the wrong button. I don't know what button I pushed when you said go, but it was not that. But the reason, ready, ready. I, the reason I said let's start recording is... Mm-hmm. The one thing I heard back from patrons. Now, mm-hmm. Jamie, surprise, surprise. People don't really miss the pee breaks, I don't think. I didn't get, no? I didn't get one person that's like, oh, I'm really going to miss those pee breaks. Um, Sometimes they were entertaining. Left to your own devices, what the other did. Yeah. But when we both went to pee, I see where right. that was. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the one thing people said is they miss listening to us at the beginning. Oh. Like, the, you know, the two, three, four sometimes 20 minutes before we actually started the show <laughs> they like that so my thought is every time we get on we'll just start just recording record. yeah, and then catch that I'll, gold well i'm gonna take this and put it just to i don't know confuse people put it at the end of the that episode could, that could lead to confusion but it, at the it, same time that'll make I you stick it out Ooh. right and i don't want to mess with how we start our we've always started <laughs> our episodes by Starting the actual By episode, saying who so we I are and doing that. Okay, that. so I they'll get to... that chit chat, but they'll get it yep. at the end, like a bonus part to like a like a uh, what is it? Rough cuts. That's right, unfiltered. <laughs> there you go. If you want to say that, so if there's anything you want to say that you, you know, you might hold back during the episode. I say it now, and then the <laughs> listeners hear it at the end. Right, yeah. It's like a secret code. Uh-huh. Only the listeners that stick around toward <laughs> through whatever dumb song I put on at the end of the episode will know what's going on. Or they'll be like, oh my God, the ending song must be 10 minutes long. I got to shut this off right <laughs> I'm now. I'm just going to, I can't listen to this right. beat drop for 10 minutes. All right. Okay. So that's a, so great. I love it. I love just getting right to the recording. Yeah, anyway. sure. I mean, what what yeah. else we gotta we gotta spin around here and do? What, right. What, right. <laughs> I I have to also say I love how um you name our Zoom meetings when I get the invite and <laughs> ten little dummies is amazing. <laughs> because at every turn, I don't know how you would react in this situation. I'm like, what? None of you are doing what you should be doing, which is like... What is this like, group doing here? What the, is going on in this movie? I should have read the book because the movie explains... I'm so confused for the first... As, I'm just as confused when they watch that, when the thing, the little thing, trolley, whatever you want to call it, that carries them across the... A train? Oh, no, oh, it's oh, you the mean train. The, the little, like, the that pulley can, system. Yes, when yeah. that breaks and the villagers are like, yay! Yeah. I was like, nobody. I was nobody's freaking in the-, the fuck out. Everybody's like, "Well, I guess that happened. Let's uh, make our way to camp." This now is we, cool. But there's this camp set up, and I, again, I'm thinking the whole time. I'm thinking, <laughs> "What is? What is? How? Why is this group here? What is? Who am I interested in? I'm interested in nobody. No, no one. There is, no. This is one of the least charismatic casts we have ever encountered. <laughs> there is nothing. Even I would argue the villain of the movie should at the end have 
just be the most charismatic, the most over the top, but he is so sleepy <laughs> and just done at that point. We it's all like, are. What a shame. What a shame. And I cannot root for Frank Stallone. I'm sorry. He's not a hero. Like, this is a total so sh- slide no, pass. No, no. It's a shame. He's He didn't get the... I mean, you definitely see a little sly and we see those Stallone family jeans <laughs> in the face there, but we do not have the same um, chutzpah as his brother does on it's, screen. It's just, it's not a presence. And his chemistry with the ladies oh, is so Jesus. It is so, like, pungently off. <laughs> it's really, it's... I don't know how many scenes they had together in the original cut, but I feel like they tried to minimize the amount of time these two aren't camera together. Yeah, because it's it feels uncomfortable. <laughs> it really, it really does. And not because everyone may be murdered. It's just the <laughs> no, two of them together. No, I'm like, no. this is making me feel anxious and just <laughs> uncomfortable in a way that while people are dying, I'm like, all right, I'm, this doesn't really bother me. No, the whole the whole mystery murder thing and who's going to die next and how are they going to... It's not till... I forget how many... Because the, the deaths aren't super gory until... Well, the no. doctor's a little gory, right? He's the one that pops out of the thing and is yeah, like... Yeah, but he's Bleh. like the last one, basically. Yeah. But the rest of them are like, oh, just found dead. Or the big guy yep. with the axe in his head. Like, it's yeah. just like... It's yeah. pretty, pretty cool. Pretty funny. I, I mean... I, I, yeah. You know what? We'll get there. Let's um, get there. Uh, I forget who opened. I think... I feel like mm, I, I want I you to walk I think us I do. through. You open oh, us. oh, oh! So you want to open? You know what? Just open, because I'll. I'll, just I'll... Open. You're gonna have to walk us through because there were times when I mean I lost count. I needed my little clay Indians to keep track of who died when because I was like, who was still around? I couldn't keep track of all the. I got it. There's ten of them. You got them. All right. I got good. it. Yeah. All right. I'll help out where I can. But anyway, <laughs> that's why we're a good team. And yeah. we're a great movie. Well, this is not such a great movie. But hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome.